It's the middle of my sophomore year in high school. I just finished lunch and was headed to fifth period, which happened to be pre-calculus. I sat down, the bell rang, and just like every other day, my math teacher started out with a problem on the board. Everybody seemed to enjoy this class, was so engaged, but I hated it. And it wasn't my teacher. She was amazing at teaching and was super friendly. And it wasn't that math was hard either. In fact, I was ahead, so I was in a class full of seniors. And I guess that's why I hated it. I had this idea that everyone expected me to know everything, including my teacher, and that I couldn't afford to ask for help. So instead, I would go home and plug in dozens of equations from class into Symbolab, or spend hours on my own time sifting through thousands of videos on Khan Academy. These websites usually gave me these crazy solutions where one problem solved in five minutes could have been done in five seconds had I just used the shortcuts we were taught in class. It came to the point that when these websites couldn't give me the answer, I would simply bomb a quiz just so I could see the solutions written out step-by-step by my teacher when I got it back, which of course was a really, really bad way to learn math, or anything really. So some would say I'm an idiot for not asking, while others would know exactly how this feels. I look back on that year all the time and ask myself, Why is it so hard to ask for help? Students all across the globe are struggling with mental health issues, yet very rarely do they ask for help. In fact, millennials and Gen Zs have the highest stress levels comparative to all previous generations. Stress is known widely to cause detrimental health effects, yet the National Center for Biotechnology Information reported that approximately only 30% of those who have a mental illness actually seek help for it. It is imperative that students, specifically those at the college level, seek help when they need it. In order to do so, one must understand why there's a stigma to seeking help and how to overlook that realize the importance of asking for help, and learn how to actively pursue it. So what exactly makes us not want to ask for help? I think a lot of it has to do with pride. Maybe they're a little scared uh, that someone might uh, look down on them. That's another thing. As the Director of Enrollment Counseling at Andrews University, Steve Sawinda has assisted many incoming freshmen in the enrollment process for several years now and speaks on his experiences with both family and work alike. They just want to figure things out on their own. People just want to figure things out on their own naturally. I asked Alex Jimenez, an incoming third-year student at U of M and my peer mentor for the summer, to share his own experiences. It's kind of back to the point I was saying about how you want to feel like the work you're doing is your own. You don't want to feel like, you know... You're getting an unfair advantage. Pride, inferiority, 
independence, credibility. There's this societal consensus that something is on the line when we ask for help. And that's what creates the stigma that seeking help is bad. Daniel Eisenberg, a professor at the University of Michigan's School of Public Health, led a study specifically about this help-seeking stigma. It involved 13 different universities and more than 5,000 students and resulted in three very surprising findings. first one was that it wasn't seeking help that was hard. It was the negative associations that came with the solutions when people sought help. For example, if you told someone you had to go to therapy, you fear that they would perceive you as physically or mentally ill, so you simply decide not to ask for help. The second finding was that public stigma towards asking for help is actually much greater than one's personal stigma. You may not feel like seeking help is a big deal, but because society as a whole labels seeking help as weakness or inferiority, you start to think twice before asking for help. The last finding was very interesting, as it found that this delusional stigma was particularly stronger in students who were impoverished, male, young, of Asian descent, was an international student or religious. A lot of people are strictly tied down by this stigma that seeking help is bad because perhaps it goes against their social, economic, or cultural upbringing. In my case, I didn't ask my teacher for help because I was taught that you should always persevere, no matter what, which wasn't necessarily bad, but when put in a classroom where everyone asks you for help and expects you to be a leader, you begin to feel like you can't make mistakes. And that goes back to what was mentioned before, pride and inferiority. You feel others expect you to be well off independently, but really you know you need the help. people feeling like they're self-made or you know what I mean like when people say like oh I'm a self-made billionaire or like I'm a self-made entrepreneur like everyone gets help from other people and there's nothing wrong with that when you're stuck I don't think you should be afraid to ask literally at every stage of our lives we, we still need to be asking questions if you know someone that struggles with asking for help make an effort to reach out to that person and if you are that person realize that those who want you to succeed We'll always find a way to help you out. So what's the big deal? Why should we even seek help in the first place? I think ever since I've um, started getting help from other people, I've you know, generally been happier around people too. Um, I feel a lot more like I belonged on campus. I, like I found a community. Um, and I, I think even in terms of like my own mentees, the people who like make an effort to talk to me seem to be the ones that like are at least handling everything well. In the academic world, when mentioning help seeking to a professional, 
they automatically relate that to mental health issues such as depression, suicide, and drug dependence. Because with more than 70% of people with mental illnesses worldwide not actively seeking help, it's not shocking that professionals are researching ways to lower that statistic. Research shows that the reason for this, specifically for college students, is not only because of the stigma towards seeking help, but also because of the lack of time, financial constraints, not realizing that they need it in the first place, and grown skepticism about how effective treatments are. However, I propose that another reason students don't seek help is because students don't know where help is easily accessible. In terms of like my experience, uh, I did Bridge in 2018. That's where I first got to meet a lot of upperclassmen and um, there was this one this one guy I met um, at the start of my fall semester. He was essentially my mentor to help me like apply for Ross, um, knowing how to navigate campus. He he was also Latino. He was from like Southwest Detroit and so he understood a lot of like what my experience was like coming to campus, you know, coming from a school without as many resources navigating school when you know not a lot of students look like you or understand like where you come from and so you know it meant a lot seeing someone that like I could relate to succeed so much I think I was a little more closed off at the start but like over time my mentor really you know was really there for me and you know I don't think I'd be where I am now if it wasn't for me. What makes the Summer Bridge program very successful in getting students started out at U of M is not only its way of offering a lot of opportunities to form connections, but it directs students to very specific people and resources that are meant for those seeking help. Having a person that you're specifically designated to talk to, like every other week or something, or that like you know is specifically there for you, makes asking the questions a lot easier. Essentially, by seeking help, you're able to build connections and community that contribute to your success. Asking for help isn't suggested, it's necessary to one's success and well-being. By seeking help, we actively build a supportive network that averts mental illness and ultimately sets up for our future. What's a better time to develop such a network than in college? to be at this university with a team that treats everyone like family, you know, because we all look out for each other. Right. And uh, that's essentially what you want as a family. You want, you want to know that someone's supporting you um, and someone has, you know, those tools and expertise that you don't have. And I think it's really, it's really crucial, really important that you utilize those skills because you bring something to the table, they bring something to the table. Just to clear things up, how exactly can we seek help? On a more holistic scale, we need to get past the stigma that comes with asking for help. 
We aren't able to actively seek help unless we realize how crucial it is to both our present and future selves. So next time you're in class struggling, tell yourself that it's better to figure out how to do it now rather than when you're taking the test or like in my case, figuring it out after you take the test. So set goals for yourself and hold yourself accountable if you don't ask for help. Also, remind yourself that more than just grades are at stake when you don't seek help. For example, if you don't go to office hours, maybe you won't be able to get that recommendation letter for grad school, or you miss the opportunity to do some research with that professor. And those were some habits you could run through your head in class, but on a more practical level, there are several things you can actually do to actively seek help. One way is simply being a part of a community, specifically a learning community. It's like, forgive the analogy, but three-in-one shampoo. You get all the benefits in one, academic support, emotional support, and you also gain future connections. Although U of M offers such in-housing groups like MRADs, HISP, Honors, RC, etc., learning communities can just be a group of study classmates or meeting TAs at tutoring sessions. As Alex mentioned earlier, it is through these specific connections that we not only seek help more effectively, but make lasting friendships. Another strategy is setting up designated times with people. Many students say they don't like meeting up with people because they don't have time or they're intruding on their friends or professor's time. But by designating specific times, you're both forcing yourself to ask for help and will know that you aren't intruding at all. You can also seek to take advantage of times and places already prepared for you. For example, office hours are meant for students to ask questions. So that goes back to the previous point of not having to worry about intruding. Hotlines and the learning centers are meant for those seeking help. So don't be afraid to ask for it. In a 2016 study done on college students in Brunei, which if you aren't familiar with the name is a small country wedged in the middle of Malaysia on the island of Borneo, researchers found that the most indicating factor to a student's academic success was seeking help from one, the internet, and two, those your age. It goes to show that although your professors or TAs may provide you with great insight and advice, those who actually pick you up are usually the ones who struggle alongside you, academically, socially, or emotionally. With that said, remember that you're not the only one that's struggling. Those that seem like they have everything in control probably don't. And again, nobody is self-made, so don't tell yourself that you don't need help, because the odds are that you probably do, whether you know it or not. send us off, President Barack Obama once said, don't be afraid to ask for questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I do that every day. Asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It shows that you have the courage to admit when you don't know something and to learn something new.
thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast. I just want to give a special shout out to Steve and Alex for sharing their experiences and advice, as well as Professor Hill for introducing Anchor to me and helping me throughout this entire semester. To all my classmates, best of luck, and I hope to see you all on campus. Until next time, go blue.